Welcome back 410 Fanatics to 410 Athletics The Show. We are at season two, kicking off this summer with our coaches kickoff, interviewing our local high school football and volleyball coaches. Maybe get some soccer coaches in there as well. Uh, but our first guest is a former Sumner Spartan, a former PLU Lute, a former Seattle Times Coach of the Year, a two-time league title, Coach Mark Gunderson, how you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. How are you doing there, Hey, Coach man, Brady? we appreciate being at your place tonight. We got your kids <laughs> swinging the golf clubs back That's here. Right. That's right. Under the shade, Mariners game. Well, hopefully not the Mariners game. How about those guys? They make a trade, and they just crap the bed. Dude, Coach Fiedler. Coach Fiedler's trying to defend it. He's like, yeah, I got an argument with Coach Murphy the other day about it and like well you never got back to me on my text i'm like how do you ruin a good role you know you trade a guy for an old man in your best run i don't get it so but anyway i think i need to just continue to not watch the games because the less i know the better they seem to do a little bit better they seem to do a little bit better so coach again thanks a lot for having a hosting us here today um we just want to get a little bit of your backstory first Uh, you know you went to s or uh, to sumner and, and then you went to PLU yep. uh, at Sumner you're under Coach Ross, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. How was your guys' relationship then, now as kind of colleagues? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach Ross is definitely a coach that, that uh, as a player, you know, you uh, you want to run through a brick wall for him, you know, and I think uh, um, just his passion for the for the game and, and intensity, you know, uh, um, just was something that was infectious, you know, to, to us players, and something that you try to you try to pass along to to your own players, you know. But uh, but definitely, um, coach that that you loved playing for. And what's your relationship now with the guy? I mean, oh, you're man. you're two schools away, but oh, you're yeah. always seeing each other. Yeah, I mean, closer than ever, you know. Uh, which which is just pretty fun that he's you know the head coach now. Where, where I went and I'm the head coach where he went, you know, just kind of, uh, um, and then and then the backstory just as far as um, him playing for, uh, even though my dad wasn't the head coach at Eden Plaza, him just, you know, playing there when my dad was there and, and then me getting to play for him and and uh, me, you know, babysitting his kids, you know, when they were, when they were young. So uh, and then just being right down the street and having a resource like that's pretty, Pretty fun stuff. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. You know, the connection's really cool. Your dad yeah. coached my dad. You know, my dad and Ross are two years apart. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, so it, it's cool stuff. I got to coach with you. Yes. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be coaching at Sumner Middle School, so yeah. Ross is going to be right there. Yeah. So, yep. you know, yep. the connection keeps rolling. Pretty yep. cool stuff. Absolutely. And you were a three-sport guy yep. at Sumner. Yep. Football, basketball, baseball. Yeah. Yep. You still support that? You oh, want your absolutely. kids doing that all the time? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, I mean something that that was our coaches supported supported us to do that you know and and i think that that now more than ever i mean kids kids need to be playing multiple sports and, and just stepping up to the plate and having a three two count and the pressure that that creates and or whether it be at the foul line you know and um or uh, in a wrestling match you know or where uh, there's nowhere else to nowhere else to look you gotta kind of Kind of step up there and, and put it all on yourself there you know it's that's uh, absolutely something that that i'll always support multiple sports for sure 
Yeah, it's it's what happens. You know, we need that at our smaller schools. Oh, absolutely. You know, we need our athletes to play. Yeah. You know, you just bring it up basketball and wrestling. Just that year when we won uh, the league title that yeah. first time, yeah. Caden Anderson comes out, yeah. right? Basketball yeah. guy, All-American yeah. down there yeah. last year. Yeah. Basketball guy coming out loving football. Yeah. You know, yeah. then we got Austin Rewall, complete yeah. opposite, yeah. right? <laughs> now we got a guy that's yeah. 5'10 and a yeah. bulldozer wrestler, yeah. Yeah. you know, but if we don't have those two guys, Absolutely. we don't win a league title. Yeah, yeah I, I think that the, the kids that are just choosing to, to single out one sport and, and be just all in on either be football, basketball or baseball or wrestling or track. I think that they're just they're missing out on so much that's out there, just the high school experience, you know, overall. But uh, there's a lot there's a lot more to to it than just one sport for sure. Right, well, the connections that you make, you know, there's only 20 guys on the baseball team, but there can be up to 85, 100 guys on the yeah. football team. Yeah. You know, if you don't do that, you're not yeah. making those connections, you're not growing those relationships. Absolutely. And then stuff like that we have, all these connections around here, yeah. but those go away oh, when sure. you don't do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Sumner, PLU, how was PLU? Yeah, little, little different, you know, uh, um, like I said, you know the the intensity and and uh, and passion uh, was was definitely it was uh, portrayed in a in a different fashion at PLU than it was than it was at Sumner. <laughs> but uh, and and Old Rossi remembered uh, coaching against Coach Ross, so so uh, um, I actually was able to connect the two of them when uh, when I was coaching at Sumner for Coach Ross, but. Uh, um, and which was which was kind of a cool deal, but uh, but yeah, it was it was more um, motivation through, motivation through inspiration, you know, the the inner game playbook, you know, that that Frosty always had, and, and uh, um, his big thing was was he always wanted to wanted to coach the way that he wanted to be coached, and I think he did a great job of that, you know. I mean, he's he's top ten winningest college football coaches of all time. Know, and, and uh, over 300 wins and college football hall of fame and all that stuff but uh, but yeah you just I think it's it's a testament of you don't you don't want to try and be somebody else you know you gotta you gotta find your own lane and, and be you no matter if it's coach Ross or Frosty so right well and I know you believe in that stuff because that's at preseason meetings, yeah. we have frosty stuff up there. Yep. You know, it, when the parents are there, we're talking about that stuff yeah. too at banquets. Yeah, uh, you know, like it, it's a big buy-in type thing, and I really think that's what makes your program a little bit different, yeah. and especially you coming in to Enum Claw, yeah. making it a buy-in situation for everybody. Right. You know, sure. not not just my senior group, not just yeah. my four classes that I have in this high school, yeah. but my middle school group, my oh, junior sure. college stuff. You know, that yeah. that's something that you've done really well uh, at Enum Claw. You know, when I was in school here, that, that wasn't even yeah. close. We didn't even go to a camp anywhere. Yeah. You yeah. know, there was no correlation with the yeah. youth group there. Right. There was yeah. no high school coaches coaching at the middle schools, yeah. you know. it's no, that's, that's all stuff that we've, that we've tried to kick off the ground. And you mentioned, you know, the youth theater program, right? Yeah. We, we just had two nights with the Junior Hornets last week. Right. And you know, I was talking to one of my best friends and coaching his son. In a, in a local youth football program, and they have no affiliation to the high school program whatsoever, zero. Right. And we don't we don't want that to be the case with us. You know, I mean, kids are sponges, and, 
and our system isn't the easiest, like you know, it's not the easiest thing to learn. But we also know that you can't coach something that you don't know. Right. You know, so we try to we try to bring the bring the coaches along and, and start with something small. But I mean, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun having those kids, the six programs out. You've done that one. Right. You yeah. Know, the um, the future Hornet, you know, Junior Hornet mini camp and. And uh, so yeah, all all uh, all stuff that that is buy-in. You know, you try to create that buy-in. You show them, you know, through the drills that we do, through the way that we do receiver sets, through the offensive line indie drills or whatever it is. But yeah, you just try and create that excitement, that buzz that that everybody wants to just keep learning a little bit more. You know, and and, and that buy-in stuff just kind of gets contagious. Right, because it's like a chain. Yeah. You know, like. We do a real good job of building at the right speed and appropriate yeah. levels, yep. you know, because your coaching staff is an example of that. You know, how many years have you been there? This, this is, is 10? Yeah, yeah. So this is your That's 10. Crazy. How many different coaches have you had there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, we've, had, we've had quite a few, yeah. you know, but, um, but yeah, it, since, since Coach Jeff came in with the offense that, that right. you ran My with first us, year with him, know, yeah. Um, I think that that was that was really a turning point in in our program. You know, I mean, just able to create that stability that, like you were saying, when coaches are, you know, kind of going through having some continuity that something isn't going to change. You know, right. the language isn't going to change, and, and that's that. That was something big. You know, because we knew that Coach Jeff when he came in was sixty six, I believe, and now he's. 70, you know, 70 yeah. so so five years ago you know we knew that that we were gonna have to train the next guy you right know? and uh and so um so yeah that that uh that stability continuity you know i think i think was a big part of that yeah culture right well and so, since we're there let, let's talk about your new oc so yeah. coach lauren second yeah. year under the hood here yeah. uh had coach jeff on the sideline with them yeah for a year now yeah. with now the reins are his, so yeah. to say. So, yeah. how's that looking out? Man, well, you know the the uh, uh, the transition due to COVID, and and Coach Jeff was in that in that at risk category where he he wasn't comfortable going around the kids right. and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, it was it was uh, um, it was he kind of got tossed in the pool. You know, and and, uh, and, had and he's that. not a very good swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did a great he did a great job last year, and and uh, um, but if if we could have picked how it was going to go, it would have been you know having having Coach Shep there to to um, be there when questions arise, but you know not being sure what we were going to get last year, right. you know, and it, it ended up being a a six dash five game season you know for us um but uh but no yeah he did he did a great job i mean um buy-in that was something that that as you well know is you know you're you're gonna learn this system and then you can do whatever you want with it you right. know and and uh um and so yeah lauren's done a, a fabulous job I'm, I'm really excited to see you know a full season of work you know where where uh, last year it was half of the season, right. you know, and and uh, um, and I think I think that he's just going to continue to blossom, you know, and and grow. And he's he's a learner. He he 
he doesn't he doesn't ever think that that he knows everything you know about whether it be the system or football or um, I always think that he's a lot older than he is right but, uh, um, but yeah he's, he's a he's a young buck that uh, that's finding his way and and uh, he's got a bright future for sure yeah well let's bounce back to your coaching origins yeah so outside of PLU right to Sumner under yeah. coach Ross yep. again yep coach there for for two years do, do you want the uh, the the whole the whole uh, um, trail I guess the trail will be fantastic okay. not a lot of people know you know like, and, <laughs> okay. and all I know is that you got the Sumner after I yeah. wasn't playing anymore yeah. so I didn't get to see you on the sideline there but yeah. I know that's about where it started yeah so so coach with coach Ross at Sumner for two years was the DB coach there and then um, one of our coaches that, that coached at PLU was a teacher at Camp Meridian, got the head job at Camp Meridian and, and I had kind of thought that I wanted to start climbing the ladder so um, so I go there, I was a special teams coordinator and DB coach, um, dash co-D coordinator for Camp Meridian um, with, uh, with Trevor's dad mm-hmm. uh, and um, then I got a teaching job at Kent Lake, and so I was at Kent Meridian for one year, then went to Kent Lake for two years. I was the DB coach there, and then when our staff broke up at Kent Lake, I was offered the defensive coordinator job at Foster High School. I didn't even know where Foster High School I was. I was going to ask that. Where is Foster yeah. High School? So, um, you know that light rail is when you get off, like you're going to the airport? Oh, okay. That light rail. Yeah, 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 yeah right there it's it's a couple blocks um it's a couple blocks north of okay there. so international Boulevard mm-hmm. right down right down there um and so i went up and and uh coach Cedric, mentor coach um taught me the defense that we still run today and uh um and loved you know the facility he obviously is a great coach it came off you know the um the uh, Tom Ingles block, you know, uh-huh. kind of with with uh, with Coach Jeff as well, and and uh, so commuted up there, did the D coordinator thing while I was teaching in Kent for two years there, and and uh, and then interviewed at Enumclaw, got that Enumclaw job, and have been there since. Yeah, right <laughs> so on. I've been there longer than than that, you know, uh, kind of um, just ladder climbing, you know, I guess. <laughs> right. So, but. Yeah, feels feels like uh, feels like this is my fourth year here, you know, and, and uh, it's year ten. So I know, dude, I was crazy. thinking about that on the way up. I'm like, yeah. geez, Louise, it's been like almost six years since yeah. we were in that portable yeah. that one time, yeah, you know, right. before kicking yeah. off that new regime coming yep. in. Yep. Pretty crazy stuff. It is. Well, then we talked about it the other day because you got another young boy in in the family. I got my young boy in the family. We we're talking about. You know what's next? You know yeah. what's what's 15 years from now? Yeah. And you, you, I asked you about like, well, you you gonna take Ross's spot down the <laughs> hill when yeah. he you know when he's 80? Like yeah. who knows when that guy's gonna stop coaching football? That's right. Hopefully never. But right. But then you said something really cool. It's like, I really respect. It really says something for a guy to be at one spot oh, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. You know and. And what people don't understand is like it's a long ways to get there. Yeah. You know that's why I'm glad you went through your whole thing yeah. of where you've been because yeah. you do have to bounce around. Yeah. You got to go everywhere. Yeah. You know wherever you can. That's right. You know I don't even know if they called you last week but or two weeks ago but I I was in the top four for the Port Angeles head oh, football really? coaching job no up way. there had that's an awesome. interview there. You know nice. it's like yeah. 
you never know no, what's no. gonna go. Nope. But nope. once you, once you do know and you yeah. got that spot that you want, yeah. and like I said, your program building is, is, is unbelievable. The, the things that well, you do, well, man, you, you make it, it cool. Village, well, it, it does, yeah. but it, 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 it you do need the right people. Yeah, you know, sure. you need the right kids. Yeah. But you know, that's a four ten thing. You know, yeah. everybody does pretty well. Yeah. You know, with culture and kids yeah. buying in yep. with Ross, Silba, yeah. Kenny, and yeah. you. Yeah. But the the extra stuff that you that you do, yeah. you know. The smoke, freaking sweet. And then when I get out of there, you bring the hog barn, yeah, you know, the, the pan. That's so cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, but the, the kids that come to the game yeah. wearing their Junior Hornet stuff are like, oh, man, I can't wait for that. They're not yeah. going to quit yeah. when they know that's up there. Yep, yep. Well, that's that's the hope, you know, because, I mean, Pete Carroll says it all the time that our game's under attack, you know. and, and um, But I, I think that there's there's – far more good and I think that there always will be you know that's being passed down the um, technology the safety of the game you know that that uh, I don't think this game's going anywhere oh absolutely so. <laughs> well and and like talk about evolving your defense the last four years has been awesome you know like I like obviously yeah players help you sure. know you, you need the horses in the barn yeah. but how do you feel you've adapted and changed or is it yeah. just getting more comfortable because your defense well, has been pretty legit I mean real I, tight well I, I, I know I you don't know like if, talking about yourself know, that way if, <laughs> I don't know if more comfortable uh, is I, I, I think um, I think that when you go up against an opponent you have to you have to you know, it's the Bill Belichick, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta find what they do best and try and beat, try and make them beat you with something else, right? right? And um, back to my foster days, just I remember sitting in a in a coach's meeting and had an idea, and then Jim was like, "Well, are you gonna do it or not?" You know, and I was like, "Well, I don't know." You know, I wasn't the head coach, so I didn't feel like I could stamp that. And he's like, "Well." You're not going to know if you don't try, right. right? And and it was kind of in front of the whole staff, you know. But okay, let's give her a whirl, you know. And and uh, um, but we've had some work and some not work, you know. But uh, um, you know, our game plan two years ago against Kennedy did not work, you know. And uh, um, the the year before it worked, you know. And, right. And. Uh, um, we had a pretty solid game plan against against Stilco, you know, yep. this this last year that that uh, that I forget what the pick was. I mean, they were they were scoring a load of points, you know, whether it was forty two seven or something like that. And, and I mean, we have a chance to, to tie the game in the fourth late in the fourth late. quarter, you know, and uh, um, and then walk out of there fourteen seven, you know. So so I think that it's just it's it's uh, just. I don't know. Maybe it is more comfortable. I don't know. I think. I think it's. I think it's not being afraid to, to try something. Yeah. You know, and and having confidence in your kids that they're gonna um, that we're at a point that that hopefully they know our base stuff well enough that that we're able to make some changes. Right. You know, within within the scheme and uh, try to put them in the best position possible. You know, to be successful. I mean, that that's uh, that's what we're trying to do, at least. Right. Well, and then when you get a guy like Lukey, yeah. you know, winning defensive lineman of the year, you know, like yeah. that that's got to help with it too. You know, that's got to yeah. help with the buy-in and the kids. He's like, oh man, 
no, no, no. You just you do what we're supposed to do, and yeah. you can get things done. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he was he was one that wanted to get you know four yards behind the line of scrimmage and get off that offensive lineman as fast as he could. You know, and, right. and uh, um, which in some schemes could work, but in ours, I mean, it, it it took him a minute to to learn the discipline that it takes to play that position, and then just yeah, he he just really came on. You know this this last year, and I talking about the, the short season. I wish I wish that that kid had ten games of film, you know, to to send out, and and uh, he had a, he had an opportunity to go to the to go to the next level, and and just wasn't a school that that uh, offered what what he wanted to study, you know. Right. But uh, um, but yeah, he was the the defensive MVP of the Cleats cancer the game. game yeah. You know, I mean, he had four sacks, and or might have been five, right? You know, but. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's a heck of a player, but, yeah, you can't say enough about that kid. But, uh, but yeah, um, it's been – I mean, those, those, are, those are fun kids to coach for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, like we talked about the system, that, that's how, how it rolls. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a, a defensive group or an offensive group that's yeah. just – that's going to help carry a team. Yeah. You know, like that offensive line we had a few years ago with Keegan and yeah. – uh, and Rewall and Knutson and you know and all those guys you know because that brings me up to my next point five straight years first team running backs I mean how cool is that yeah that doesn't that doesn't happen very often no doesn't happen very often at all yep no that's that's I I I think uh you know you said it earlier and and it's buy-in you know I mean it's buy-in on the quarterback's part that that I mean we're gonna run the ball. We're gonna run fellas. the ball, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it's buy-in on the coaching staff's part, you know. I mean, it's it's buy-in on you know the 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 play calling, you know, that having having that trust in your defense, right? That uh, not feeling like you need to go win the game every series, you know. Right. I mean, we're playing we're playing the field position game, you know, and stuff like that. And, and uh, um, yeah, really, really, uh, I feel like slows the game down for everybody, you know, for the players included, you know, with with the um, the play calling. But but uh, um, but yeah, no, the, we've we've had some some special ones, you know, coming through, and and uh, we'll see if we can keep it rolling. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and, and some of them change positions. You oh know? man, Bear Curl. Bear, Bear yeah. yeah. I mean, goes from Z. Yeah. to H yeah. and then Jackson did the same thing yeah. you know Royal was just a Clydesdale you yeah. know he was going to run the ball but yeah. you know it might happen again for you yeah. you know with Watterson yeah. you know who knows what's going to happen yeah. back there yeah. yeah he sure was a lot to deal with yeah. back there. absolutely back yeah 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 so so no man I, I, I think it's but they're not going to be able to line up there and do anything if they don't know the language right you know if they don't know the system and you got no dudes that can't block for you yeah yeah exactly yeah, no, it's that's uh, that sure has that sure has been a, been a, a cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then another cool thing is like, has it been like every quarterback except for Jake that first year? Has everybody has everybody had two years? Like, is Malcolm going to be a junior this year? Or is he no, going to be a senior? senior? All right, yeah. so he'll be a, he'll be a, a, a year two later. And two and two. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but man, I tell you what, he threw the ball. I told him the first day when we went out and played O'Day that. We were giving out game balls. He was getting mine because he threw the ball better that first day than anybody that we've had thus far. Yeah. You know, and and uh, um, so yeah, it, it uh, um, 
good camp for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, that dude's smooth. I texted you that one day when he got some time in there. You know, yeah. Oh, ran, yeah. ran through some things that we probably shouldn't have done, yeah. but uh, just smooth. Yeah. Just yeah. smooth in and out of the pocket. Yeah. You know, it seems like a cool guy. Yep. You know, that's one thing oh. you've had at quarterback. You've had some yeah. cool cats so, back there, yeah, you know. Well, against Beamer two years ago as a sophomore, when Cam Brower got knocked out of the game, mm -hmm. took a shot to the head, got knocked out of the game, and, and uh, Malcolm goes in and told the offense that he was going to take a balanced score. And we did. <laughs> to win the game. I mean, it was the Matt Hasselbeck, you know. Right. Take the <laughs> but it worked. Score. But we did it. <laughs> Well, oh, and week one, he's he gets to face somebody. That's, yeah, there's nowhere to hide. No. Man. Yeah, we're we're uh, speaking of Coach Ross. Yeah, he said uh, he said we got the toughest two games in the state of Washington. So, <laughs> so who's who's week two? Lakes. Oh, baby. Yeah, so so we go we go Tumwater Lakes. We'll be we'll be ready yeah, for our league. Yeah. Right on. By the time by the time that comes around for sure. Heck yeah! Well, right on, Coach. We're looking forward to this season, man. Yeah. It was great hanging out with you today at your place. You know. We worked together for six years, yeah. and we only get to hang out when we're coaching, man. It's, I know. I know. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Man, it is. Absolutely. Right on. But hey, well. thank you again. We'll get on the golf course here soon. Yes, sir. Right on, Thanks, brother. Coach. Thank you. Good, good. Yeah, babe. How long was that? What is up, 410 Fanatics? We are back with 410 Athletics, the show. I'm your host, Brady Van Hoof, and we are here with episode two of the Coach's Kickoff with head coach of the Bonnie Lake Pan Panthers, Jason Silbaugh. Skipper, thank you for letting us come in today. This is fantastic. Awesome. It's good, it's good to you? see you, man. I know, like, it's awesome. We usually get to see each other once, like every two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but again, I know you're busy today. What do you guys got going on today? Uh, so today we're getting close. So uh, we are, it's Sunday, so we've got three days left before we go full go. Uh, first day of practice. So it's just kind of all those last pieces of everything kind of building up from the summer. Uh, I got parent meetings. We've got coaches meetings all day today. Um, you know, just those last few minute things that you're trying to do to get get everything so come Wednesday we can just start and get to work. Uh, so it's kind of all the small detail stuff that we're getting Semantics ready. done. For yep. Business yep. starts on yep. Wednesday. Logistics, getting all the logistics ready to roll. So once we start Wednesday, you don't have to worry about any of it. You right know, on. It, it takes care of itself. Right on. Well, then you've also been busy because we talked earlier this last week. And then Friday you were at UPS, right? Yep. Yeah, how was that? It was fun. Uh, it, the luxury I have is uh, I live close to UPS. Uh, we have a player that's playing there. He's a freshman this year. Um, but I live two, three blocks away. Uh, my son is getting into football. Um, I know the coaching staff really well there, having gone to UPS. Um, and I just called him and just wanted to stick around, practice, walk around. And it's always fun this time of year to see the other energy of programs starting. Right. You know, high school guys, we don't get the chance because we're all starting the same day. Um, <clears throat> so it's been awesome to see, you know, like UW, when they first started practicing and, and just to be on the field and sit there and walk around and talk um, and see coaches and, and seeing the excitement again from other programs and, and my son. I mean, he's, he's into football. and he, he Right, he's going to be that age yeah, where everything's so, cool. Yeah, and so we did, uh, we went over and watched for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, that was awesome. It was fun catching up with coaches I've known for a long time. Right, well, it's because you're an alumni there. Yeah. Right, you play football there. Yeah. You coach football there. Yep. Right, so yep. like, how this all start? Because you're not from around here. No, Colorado. Right. Um, yeah, it's well, you know, I mean, I'm not the biggest of guys, if you know who right, I am. Right, wrestling-looking <laughs> dude right there, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, coming out of school, football-wise, you know, the options were not like, you know, D1, uh, D2, but I knew I wanted to play. And your choice really coming out of Colorado is, 
So you can go play in the Midwest when you like go to like Hastings and all these other right. smaller schools. And I mean, you know, a town of 400, 500 and then school. Um, and it's pretty flat and boring. And I'm from Colorado. Um, I came up here. We we're looking at uh, UPS and PLU and some of the schools. And, and I fell in love with the Puget Sound region. Um, mainly because you have mountains. And right. we have mountains here. But there's water. Water's right next yeah, to it. Yeah. You know, so I'm used to mountains with no water. And I came out and I just loved it. I mean, and that was, you know, I, I am now officially probably more of a Washingtonian than I'm a Colorado. Right. Um, I think because I came out here in 93. So we're going on almost 30 years of, right. of, of being out here. Smokes. Um, yeah, so I ended up going to UPS. Um, yeah, and it was great. Um, great time. I got to, I mean, obviously, um, I, I got to play under uh, Gordy Elliott, which was awesome. And then um, he suckered me into coaching. And I say suckered. Um, <laughs> right. You know, you got done, and I didn't really know what to do with your life. You know, so many people, when you get out of college, you're like, okay, I'm finally done with education. Now, what do I really want to do? Right. And I was kind of just, you know, I was hanging around Tacoma still, and sure enough, I was in a teriyaki joint, and I walked in to pick up my teriyaki, and Gordy was sitting in the corner, and he's like, hey, so welcome here. No so way. I was like, oh, hey, coach, what's going on? And he's <laughs> like, hey, you always talked about wanting to coach and teach. You know, I've got a position. Uh, we have a linebacker position. Um, that's oh, This was like in July. So we're talking like almost a month right before their season was right. starting. And he's like, hey, why don't you come by and meet the D coordinator? At that time, it was uh, um, Kenny Garland. Um, who went on to be a big baseball coach? He was the baseball coach at UPS, but then he went down to Simon Fra or not uh, Simon Fraser, St. Martin's. Oh, 10 4. Yeah. But he was the D coordinator. So, hey, why don't you come in and meet the new D coordinator? And so I went in there and I met him. And next thing you know, I'm coaching football at UPS. <laughs> um, and so it was really, I mean, everything started with him. I mean, really coaching wise. Right. So, and then I've never left. <laughs> I've been at the right. home living ever since. Right. Um, oh, and then, so how, how many years were you coaching at UPS? Uh, it was about three and a half. That we were there, um, it was fun. I got the chance to, to run the camps, right? The camp coordinator, <laughs> Coach Jeff, told me a story about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. In fact, that's where I met most of my connections came from running that camp. I mean, at that time, Gordy had got that camp up. You know, we had probably sixteen to eighteen teams in uh, about a thousand kids on campus. Man, a lot. Um, I mean, I got great relationships built between like Tony Davis, right? Um, Tom Ingles, Kent would always come. Um, Jeff and, and Lincoln and Dick Zakovich uh, would bring his groups in. And so I got to meet and really be that coordinator, not having a, a, a role as far as like day in, day everything. Right. Just to walk around and meet those guys and, and talk to Right. Those you're not walking around with a, a practice plan. You're, no. You're, you know, yeah, you I'm, are our, the practice plan. Our coaches plan. were doing right. everything. And it just during camp, it was really me walking around and just, you know, getting to know those guys. Hey, what do you need? What do you want? And spending a lot of time talking to them. And so that kind of that kind of solidified as Gordy, the years with Gordy. Um, which did not end well um, uh, with him being released. And, right, and I want to get into that because Gordy is a longtime Auburn guy. Yes, right, very much. So. In fact, he went, yeah, because he took the Auburn job after he was uh, released from UPS. Oh, okay. But um, I knew after that, um, and, and Phil Willenbrock, who's now still associated with athletics in the state, um, I think he's the Highline AD. I can't remember. He's up north somewhere. Um, Phil's a great guy. I learned a ton from him. But it's kind of just weird, you know, continuing to coach at the school where I played under this coach and coached with this coach right. and then they fired him. Right. And I was kind of like... And, you're, and you were still there. Yeah. And I was there and I, and I, <laughs> I was, I was kind of as the interim um, until they they had they hired the new guy. So I kind of was there. I'd already been kind of doing most of the recruiting stuff anyway so I, I kept my recruiting. And so once Gordy was fired and the coordinators were fired um, I was kind <laughs> Here's of Here's our third year guy. Yeah, yeah, I was the interim guy. You know, I'm 20... <laughs> right. 26 years old, and yeah. I'm like, I, okay, you know, I know how to run the camp, I know how to do all the recruiting, um, perfect, so I kind of held it all together, 
um, until they hired Phil, I think sometime in February. So it's about three months. And then Phil and I, then I took him obviously on the recruiting trail and, and started introducing him to coaches everywhere, right? Um, up and down I five especially. And then it was just kind of weird. I just I felt like I I couldn't feel myself still being there just because of of what had happened, right? But the relationships that I had gotten with with those high school guys, I'm like, you know what? I think high school might be something that I'd like to do, right? Um, and it was awesome. I, mean, I was getting I was getting ready to get married, right? Um, um, I met my my wife that uh, we've been married for. Um, 17 years uh, I met her and um, her dad was actually the D-line coach at Puyallup High School with Jeff Gardner so we're, I, as we go down this path of how I'm right. sitting at Bonnie Lake High School right. <laughs> um, Jeff Gardner was the head coach at Puyallup at the time and they knew I was leaving nobody else knew because Mike my future father-in-law right, he was knew I was leaving, you're leaving. and right. he told Gardner and then I got to meet other guys like Kevin Berry right. and Matt Ledbetter right. um, they basically cornered me and said look We'll make a position for the job, and then I left UPS, and and then really went that August was camp, like the end of uh, the end of July was camp. I rolled in. I, it took two weeks. Casey and I went to the East Coast, came back, started coaching high school football, Piala Pines. <laughs> and so we did that for two years with, with Gardner, um, and again, and then after that, meet more people, more people, and then right. it goes back to Gordy. Uh, Gordy ran into Dave Miller at the Ram. I was going to say, how do you go from Puyallup to Lakes, you know, uh, other than being a half hour down the road? And again, it, it has to do with Gordy. Right. Uh, Gordy was in the Ram because he lives up in South Hill Ram. Okay. And uh, yeah. Dave was there with the Eastern Washington coaches, and Dave happened to mention, or Dave happened to mention to Gordy, hey, I'm looking for a new defensive coordinator because um, the Carter Ray had left. And, uh, and Gordy goes, well, you know, Jason's down at Puyallup. You might want to give him a shot. And so... Gordy called me and said, hey, you need to give this guy Dave Miller a call. And I knew Dave from the passing leagues and things like right. that at UPS. So I gave Dave a call, met with Dave, and then next thing you know, I was the defensive coordinator down there for eight, nine years. Right. <laughs> a like, long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and I wasn't I wasn't a teacher. I was working in the real world. Yeah, I was just going to say, you and I started, like, first year was the same year. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah, sure. I was working. Uh, I was working logistics with uh, United Parcel Service. I went from one right, UPS, UPS to another UPS. Yeah. <laughs> Very confusing when you go back to UPS and you're like, oh, you're still at UPS? No, not that No, UPS. no, no. no. Um, Resume. <laughs> but it was. I, and, I, and then I realized I needed to – I wanted to, to be a high school coach. Right. Um, I started coaching track. Um, I started coaching throws. I love coaching throws and track at Lakes. Um, and then I realized, okay, I want to do this full – Right. Full go. So I got my teaching, went back, uh, went to Western Governors University and got my teaching degree. And then uh, craziness is I get my first year teaching, you know, get it done. I'm always like, okay, you know, I want to get a couple years of coordinating and right. teaching so I get this teaching thing done. And, and sure enough, uh, the situation happened up in Bunny Lake. There's an open position, and Jeff Gardner just happened to be a, uh, an assistant principal. I was going to say, a Puyallup coach. Lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Matt and, and, and Ledbetter. Um, and I have been friends ever since we started coaching. We still are. We live two block, three blocks away from each other now in, the, right. in Tacoma. Um, <laughs> and we're still really good friends. And he was the D coordinator at Bonnie Lane. And then so I got a phone call that said, hey, you know, you got your teaching degree. You still want to be a head coach? And at first I was like, okay, wait a minute. I just got this teaching thing. Right, huh, babe? <laughs> and I'm like, but I was still young and, you know, not quite, you know, fully there. So I was like, oh, yeah, you no, say, no, absolutely. no problem. I can do this thing, right? <laughs> That's right. So, and then, yeah, so I interviewed for the job. It was fun. Um, got to interview with some great guys um, and then ended up getting the job at Bonnie Lake. And so it's been, that was 11 years ago. I, I was going to say, year. yeah, yeah. been a while. Yeah, it has. You know, because I was thinking on the way over here, it was like, oh, you know, I left like three years ago. And I'm like, no, it's, it's been six. Yeah. You know, I, it's been a long time. And because when I had this conversation with Gundy last week, you know, the connection tree 
up this line, mm-hmm. the 410 line alone of coaches is insane. Mm-hmm. You know, is you called me yeah. or you sent me a text yeah. or yeah. something, yeah. you know, it's like, like well, hey, uh, because I was talking to it was uh, uh Dave mm-hmm. Stokey, yeah, and Stokey was like, hey, there's this Van Hoof, you know, guy, and you know, he'd be great. And I th- then I reached out, I think, to you, yeah, and I was like, dude, you gotta come coach football. You'd be awesome. Right. I, drive, I passed the school twice <laughs> I a day. I know. So, and that was awesome. Yeah, because that was – was that my second year? It was early on. I think it was my second year. Yeah. Maybe my first – it might have been my first year. No, it was my second year. It was year. second year. It was my second year. Yep. Because yeah. I kind of had already had the staff um, that was there. And then I had that opening. And I wanted to bring somebody else right. in. Right. Well, yeah. And I, and I wanted to talk about that staff too. Yeah. I mean, you talk about Led being at Puyallup forever, DC yep. guy now here. You yep. know, that's – Puyallup – Phelps a school and has been for a while, you know. Right. So when you got that on your resume, that's pretty legit. And and then Barry comes, you know, yep. from the same spot. And then you have Buckley's former head football coach, you know, as yep. an assistant yep. coach for you. Yep. And then you got Peck was Peck was a, I know was a head baseball coach, but was he, he was a head fo- football coach, head football TJ coach as well. And he was both head baseball and head football in Oregon. Right. And you know, that's what I'm saying. Like you, your staff pedigree yeah. Is deep as hell, man. It really is. You know, I came in like you. You're the reason I coached football. And I was just gonna be a baseball only guy, you know. And now I've I've done more co- football stuff than I've ever thought about doing baseball stuff, you know. But I came in as a low guy watching these dudes, you know. And then I'm already 10, 11 years into this now, yeah, yeah. you know. And then like, and then now you just hire some new guys, like yeah. crazy stuff yeah, with with good a, pedigree. Yep, yeah, he's got a, a, the new D coordinator this year. He was awesome. He's been coaching again. Gordy connection. He coached with Gordy. Uh, he's coached with Gordy's son-in-law, who I'm friends with, Chris Paulson. Um, <clears throat> so he's been coaching with him, those guys, for a long time. Yeah. And so he's coming in and bringing, you know, 20, 30 years of coaching experience. Um, I've been lucky. I've been lucky to have a lot of great coaches. Um, and, it's fun, and, it's, and it's fun. And the coaching world's hard, I think. And you know this as coaching. Um, I don't think people understand how much time and energy coaching takes. It's insane. Um, you know, I think, oh, well, yeah, you just show up to practice and you do it. And, 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 it's, it, and it's not necessarily that coaching piece, but there's a lot of stuff that pulls on you coaching-wise. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to find. Um, the saying is, you know, it's, always, it's easy to find guys that want to coach Fridays. Right. And everybody likes putting, you know, getting on the lights. Um, but I've been really lucky to have a lot of coaches that come up here. And they understand that coaching is really what you do Saturday through Thursday. Right. Um, and, and, and then really coaching is also really what you do December through August. Because high school sports especially, but football where there's – and there's more and more of that, the youth stuff coming out there now in the, in the leagues and the passing stuff. Right. But really for football, um, high school football is the only football. And, and so right. as a football coach, you really are coaching 365 days a year. You're not maybe not coaching, but you got to be keeping your team together. you got to keep them in the weight room. you got to keep them bought in to the stuff and getting better because there's not a lot of – you know, it's not like in baseball where you can go and, you know, we got baseball guys and they go play in their baseball teams. Yep. And, and, and basketball goes play as basketball teams. Um, soccer guys the same way. Soccer guys are playing on soccer. Yeah. Yep. There's really nothing like that for football. So it's hard to find coaches, but I've been lucky to have guys that understand that. Right. Um, it's been awesome to see guys keep moving on from our program and continue to coach. Um, Stokey leaving and going out and, and they pulled him back into coaching, you know, right. up at Eagle Park. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> In, 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 in Joe Ireland, 
um, who's this is going to be his first real year. He's the head coach now at Lewis and Clark in Spokane. Oh, right on. Yeah, so so it's fun to see. In fact, I was talking to him on my way up here today. Um, it's fun to see those guys go on. Right. Um, the other down point with hiring all those old guys that are, have all the experience, you also get them at the end of it. <laughs> you know, they're like, okay, I've done it for 35 years. I, I need to, you know, stop. You know, but I've been blessed. Um, you know, I can name a lot of the coaches. Uh, you know, Terry Leeson was an incredible coach. Uh, he probably had more energy as a 74-year-old man than I've ever seen. And, and relate better to kids than anybody I've right. ever seen. Oh, and, um, and, and your father-in-law was out yep, there doing it for a long yep. time. Kurt was out there. Yep, you know, Kurt Brown. And, and Kevin wasn't no spring chicken either, <laughs> no. you know. No, those guys, I mean, those guys coached. I think when Kevin I, when Kevin retired, um, he went back, I think he had 35 years of coaching. Holy smokes. You know, and like Terry Leafson, when, I mean, when he'd been coaching for like, I know this sounds crazy, but for like 50, he made it to 52 years. Right, because he's in his 70s. You know, yeah. he started when he was in his 20s. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, yeah, it's just nuts. You know, I mean, my father-in-law coached forever yeah. um, in Tacoma, and then up Puyallup, and then and then came up. Well, he actually went to Lakes with me for a little bit right. at Lakes, and then he came up here. Um, but it's fun to see younger guys like you and, you know, Joe. That, well, you know, and Bobby. All out. Yeah, you know, and Bobby. Well, and, Bobby's still here, but, you know. Uh, Bobby, I mean, I talk about a great story. You know, I mean, Bonnie Lake's not that old. Right. But he's your classic. I mean, he, he, he grew up, loved Bonnie Lake football, was one of the first senior classes to graduate. Right. Went on and played at Linfield. Right, was, had success down yeah, there. Yeah, and then he came back, and, and we got him. We got a math degree, um, got him into teaching, said, hey, do this WGU thing. is great. I went through right. it. Right. Um, he got his teaching degree, and he's been here almost every year. I think he wasn't the first two years, and then the third year, I think he's right. He was he was here my second year, yeah. so your third so year. Third he's year. been here since. And I mean, and he's my right. You know, Ledbetter was my right hand man for a long time. Bobby, he's in the building. Right, huge. Um, yep, and he is. He, I know he was laughing. We're just doing our parent thing, and I put up O line coach slash assistant head coach. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you are. He does all the stuff. You know. But that's a huge deal. A lot of yeah. people don't think about that because, like, how many get because Peck's in building, right? Yep. So it's you, Peck, and Bobby. Is anybody else in uh, building? Sam Oliver and so Sam we, coach. So we got right? our head basketball coach. Yep. So he's in building too. Um, and then our D coordinator that I just hired, he's in building as well. Oh, huge. So you know, I'm looking at I have five assistant coaches that are all in building, right? Um, which is an amazing. That's am- not a lot of no. teams have that ever. Well, and and I would you know I'll credit that Chris Turner. I mean, our principal is awesome. Um, he understands. And I think what a lot of people miss in the teaching world, I think, too, is, oh, well, they're just coaches. Right. Well, coaching is a heck of a lot more teaching. And being able to adapt and being flexible, which you need to be in your classroom. And, and I would much rather have a successful teacher because I know they're going to be a good coach. They're going to be a good coach. Because they understand the teaching part. Right. And then to have them in building is awesome. Because not only do you have eyes everywhere. Right. <laughs> you have multiple places where kids can go. You know, not every time does the does a player want to come to the head coach maybe with something. Oh, 100%. But they can walk down the hall and go to the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, yep. the old line guy, the wide receiver coach. or James Anderson, another uh, one of the new coaches that came since you, he's our security guy here. So, I mean, he's in right. building. So it's, it's just it, like a family thing. Like, yeah. like hey, you're going to go talk to this person before you talk to this person. You right. know, you're going to talk to your <laughs> uncle before you talk to dad. Right. You know, but but that's what you need. Yeah. You know, and that's that's awesome. That's here because Mark, Mark doesn't have that. Yeah. I was the only guy in building with him. And then now that I'm not there. Yeah. And, and know, very few schools, it's, I think, tough. do that. And it's, it's, it's good for you guys. You know, as, as a head football coach, that plate is huge. Yeah. And people don't know that either. Like, head football, <laughs> that plate, there's a lot all the time. Like you said, you, you are the football in that kid's life, yeah. you know. And if football is their life, then a lot of people see you as, you know, that transition, you yeah. know. And that, that doesn't go away. There is no off season for that. Yeah. 
And it is. And I think coaching in general, period, and I think football, because um, we do spend a lot of time with the kids, yeah. weight room and in summer workouts. Um, and I tell, we have a parent meeting, and I, and I always talk to our parents. I'm like, or especially new parents coming into high school. I'm like, you know what? There's going to be probably times when I know more about the daily ins and outs of your kid's life because we spend so much time. Right. Which is awesome when you have that many coaches in the building because they also can see them right. during the day. So they know that those kids are struggling. They know what they can do to help them. Um, and as a school, I think it's a positive thing. I mean, Huge. you figure if we have 100, 110 players out um, and you look at your male population of the school, right? that's a big percentage. You know, And so now you have multiple people that more than just the classroom stuff, they have kind of a thumb kind of on these kids to help hold them accountable right. and to help keep them and keep the positive vibe of the school going right? because there's more connection pieces to that. And so I think it's a huge thing, I think, for our school, and I think we've seen that is just as far as the culture of the school and a positiveness in the school with having so many coaches in building. Right. In a day well, day basis. And, and your and your philosophy on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like your impact on it. I mean, the school is only 15 years old and you've been yeah. here for 11. Yeah. You know, so, and like you just said, that's 110 kids each year. So, yeah. I mean, that's the same kid as a freshman, a sophomore, you know, all the way through. Mm -hmm. So, so that's a big part of the population that rolls through here and knows what to expect and has a standard set. Yeah. And your administration has to love that. You know what I mean? Because like, hey, now I have six people in the building keeping this per percent of the population. You yeah. know what I yep. mean? Yep. It's like, and, and it's and, not like that it's watching them or anything. Like it's it's nope. just like you understand it. Yep. You know it's going to be okay. Yeah, and it's been good. And, and and I always and I'm a football coach that comes at it. Um, I understand one of the biggest things I always and I try to teach all of our assistants is we are a small cog in a huge machine. Right. Um, just like the school is a, is a cog in, in the community. You know, football programs, it, it, the school does not exist because of the football program. Um, and so what I really try to teach our kids and our coaches and our parents is that, look, you, the stuff you're learning here, you need to spread and you need to keep it going. Um, we are part of a bigger picture. Right. You were part of something, even on a football team, you're part of something way bigger than you. I mean, you're part of one of 110 kids. But then you also teach them you're also part of one of 1,200, 1,300 kids in a right. school. You are a piece in this big machine and, and, and you need to do what you can to make that machine the best that it can be. And so I think my philosophy was with football is, is putting and working with the administration and their cultural things that they want to do and interweaving that into what I see that I've, you know, grown up coaching right? and weave those together because it can help that culture of the school. Right. Oh, and, in, and completely your diversity background too is a big thing. You know what I mean? And just in the areas that you've been to, you, you kind of see it all. You know, in a special ed room in Lakewood is yeah. a hell of a lot different than a special ed room in Enumclaw, you know. But you were, you got the Colorado spot, then you got the Tacoma side, then you got the Puyallup side, then you got the Lakewood side. You know, you, yeah. you, your, your background it is diverse. You know, I don't yeah. like using that word because I think it's spread around like too much now. But it, it actually means something when it does mean something. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And it is. I mean, because and, and you, you were privy to that as well. Right. I mean, that's, I mean that, you know, when we first met athletes right you know that was i mean they are different but at the core it's still the same issues right um it's just the philosophies can work they're everywhere. wrapped they're wrapped in a different package yeah. i mean that's really all it is right and so it's something just to understand that you know you can do all of this stuff in a lot of different places right uh, the approach might be different um the values outside might be a little bit different but to get them to understand that you know you can all do this you can right. do it here. They can do it here. 
Because um, again, I think it goes back to being a piece in a bigger machine. Right. I mean, you all have a role. You all have something to contribute. Um, whether you're at Lakes or you're here, or you're at Enumclaw, um, and that doesn't stop. I mean, as we grow older and older, right. you're still part of a community. You're still part of, you know, if you're a part of a church or you're part of, you know, a, a, your employment and your work, whatever you go on, you're part of that machine. And you have the choice, you know, do I, am I going to make things better, right? you know, or not? And that works wherever you're at. Exactly. Because, you know, everybody wants to become better. Everybody wants to make themselves at the core. Sometimes you just don't know how to do it. And I think that's our biggest job. Right. And that's the part of it as, yeah. as coaches and teachers. Yeah. And, and that's okay. why it's important to be that coach teach guy. You know, it, it's, I don't like it as much now. There's a, there's a lot of people that are like electricians being the coaches. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Head coaches. Yeah. Assistants and whatnot, I can see that. But if you don't have in-building people, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to me. If you have any head spot out of building, it, it just it doesn't make sense. And, and it's also, I think, harder. Again, when we talk about the culture of the school, if you're in it every day, right. you see it every day. Exactly. Um, just like know, everything else. Yeah. Like it, it, The same thing as a cop. Yeah. You know, same thing as teachers, you know, same thing as coaches, yeah. you know, like you got to be there because yeah. you, you hear the shade all the time. Yeah. But, I, but then I say the other coach, then those coaches that are coming from the outside are awesome because they bring a different perspective That's, into it. Right. You know, and, and, and when you got coaches that are not in the building as well and they come in and they're like, yeah, we're buying into this philosophy as well. Right. If it you weaves. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's not then like, oh, well, this is what I learned at school in the real world. Right. No, we have real world guys coming in and coaching too. And they believe in the same stuff, right? You know, and so I, it's fun how you. I think you have to have both of them. You know, like you can't yeah, have all these teachers. Right. I think you need. I think it's good for those kids to grow up and see coaches coming from the outside world in. I dig that. Um, I, dig I think that. it's a good. I mean, everything. I think you have to have a mix. Right. Well, and that brings me to my next point too. You were talking about multi-sport athlete people. You know, oh, yeah. all about it, right? Yes. You have to be, especially yes. with schools where where we're at with the numbers that they are. We need right. our we need our kids to play. Right. You know, oh, and yeah. then and then having coaches on multiple staffs yeah. is huge. I mean, you have the head base or the head basketball coach yeah. as an assistant football coach. Yeah. One of our uh, one of our newer coaches, an assistant baseball coach here. Right. Um, I mean, I coached track. I stepped away a little bit um, from track, man, because my son's in that age where he's getting busier doing and, stuff. Yeah, and I want to be able to spend time to see him do his thing. But you know, I was a track coach for a long time. Um, I'm still pretty well connected with our track coach. Right. Like we still talk, and we talk every day. He's a PE teacher in the building. Um, but I think um, uh, just kind of thinking about that whole thing is where the multi-sport going down that road, where the multi-sport thing plays the best in, not just the coaches part, but I think for the kids. Yeah. Um, I know you and I growing up, I mean, as well, I mean you played a lot of sports all the time. Right. Um, and I think what happens is, is especially for football kids, and I, and I really love our football kids going out and playing like a tra running track or doing wrestling. Um, because let's face it, you know this. It's easy to hide on a football field. Hundred percent. It's That's easy right. when a play goes bad to be like, "Well, you know, it wasn't really my fault." That's right. You know, and you're like, "No, it doesn't matter." It's harder to do that in wrestling or track. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. either either you out through the kid or the kid out through you. Yeah. You read the kid. It, it's you. you. Yeah. And so I think that is an incredible thing that those kids get out of those other sports, and it makes them a better teammate because Absolutely. they realize that um, it pushes them. You know, our biggest thing. I'm going to say it probably a hundred times a night. The kids, I think our job, especially this year in multi-sports is what does it, is getting kids comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Like a good friend of mine, niece, she plays volleyball at Spanaway and she's gonna play beach volleyball in the spring. And I told her, I'm like, why? 
I go, you love volleyball. Yeah, I love volleyball. You play club volleyball. Yeah, I play club volleyball. You want to play volleyball in college? Yeah, I want to play volleyball. I said, then you need to run track. And she was like, I don't want to run track. I said, no, you need to run track. Right. Because what track's going to do, volleyball is going to get hard. You're going to go to college, and it's not going to be right. the same. You're the and best you're, one you're, like everybody else was. You're going to struggle, and there's going to be times, and you need to get better at doing something you're not good at and still finding success. Right. And she did track, and she ended up loving it. Right. You know, I'm like, just loves it. But I'm like, that's the reason. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to go and do something you're not comfortable doing. Right. Because it's going to make you better at what you want to do. You got to be able to, you, you yeah. can't be afraid of failure. Yeah. It's just part no. of it. You got to want it. You gotta, I, I had that conversation with Benning, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, when we're getting, we're warming up for our unified basketball game. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it was right after he signed and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, all right, man, so here's the deal. You're going to go there and you're not going to be the dog anymore. <laughs> no. Like, there are guys that are way better than you yeah. day one. Yeah. Like, so you got to be ready for that, like, yeah. 10 days before this. You need to be ready for that now. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. But, like like you said, he was never the worst or the fifth best baseball player because he didn't do it. Yeah. You know, he was always right. the best football player. Right. You know, like, right. that. that's the thing that people – And it's a struggle. It, 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 it's hard for us, yeah. right? You know, as, as if you're 30 years old, if you haven't been put in a situation where you're, you're not comfortable, where you're going to struggle, where the yeah. pressure's on – even those people crumble yeah. and we're, we're we see it when they're 15 to 18 years old yeah. you know it, it's it's cool stuff because you can see it yeah. and you can plan for it and you can prep for it and it, with every year you learn more yeah. you know you're doing stuff different now than you did 10 years ago right oh, yeah. it's all about you know looking at what you got and adapting right and, and, and getting over well why didn't that work or you know maybe that did work but it doesn't work now so how can we tweak it and change it right and you do that more as a kid when you're going through different things and you have different scenarios, different sports, different things that forces you to do things and adapt. Right. Because like you said, you might be the best football player. You might not be the best, you know, soccer player. Right. Or maybe, you know, but those are going, you're going to be better in both of those if you go and do, do them. them both. Yeah. And, I, and I, the multi-sport thing is huge for us. Um, I try to recognize as many uh, multi-sport athletes as I can. We have a huge chunk at our school that is multi-sport. Yeah. Um, whether it's basketball and wrestling, um, track or baseball or soccer. Um, and again, I mean, because the other thing is they need to hear somebody other than me talk to them. 100%. <laughs> I, right. You know, yeah. I mean, they, it, eventually they'll get tired of hearing Silva talk to them. Yeah. They know I love them. They know I care. But again, it's like your dad, you know, your mom. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I can say the same thing to a kid that the mom is saying or the dad is saying, and then he'll be like, oh, yeah, coach, I got it. Yeah. And then the parent's like, you know what's going on come on dude like, yeah, well they hear you say that all the time right. they expect you to say that right and so when you do other sports they hear somebody else saying that right they hear somebody else saying no you need to be better at this or you need to improve in this and you're good at here right i think it's great to have those other voices yeah well so, and and with the staff that you guys have here yeah. i mean Oli, right yeah. sam yeah. oh yeah i mean even kate on the other side you know oh, yeah. and kim you know yeah. like these they're great. They're I mean, great. Andy Foster is an incredible track coach. Yeah, he, like, and he's been here for a long time. He's too. been he's been here since they opened day one. Yeah. yeah. So you know, and, and and to hear those voices and and to hear those different people, um, and they are. I love our coaching staff in this building. Not football, but just coaching. Right. Um, and I think a lot of it does come from I think some of that, the district stuff. Um, Tim Thompson put it in a lot of stuff. And, and really made certain things priorities. Yeah. And I think that has helped build a better culture um, in our district as far as athletics goes. Yeah. And, and it is. And it, it really is. It's a it's a kid approach. It's not as much as a football approach. 
It is. Right. We're going to be better football because we're going to be better people. And we're going to be better people by working hard and failing and moving forward. Right. Man, Skipper, perfect, man. Exactly what we were looking cool. for today. We didn't even talk cool. any X's and O's, man. <laughs> How about that? I know, you know. Everybody can talk X's and O's. Right? Awesome. <laughs> right on, Skipper. I appreciate it, man. Thank cool. you very much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Brady. What is up, 410 Fanatics? We are back with 410 Athletics, the show. I'm your host, Brady Van Hoof, and we are here with episode two of the Coach's Kickoff with head coach of the Barney Lake Panthers, Jason Silbaugh. Skipper, thank you for letting us come in today. This is fantastic. Awesome. It's and good. It's good to you? see you, man. I know. Like, it's awesome. We usually get to see each other once, like, every two years, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Uh, but, again, I know you're busy today. What do you guys got going on today? Uh, so today we're getting close. So we are it's Sunday, so we've got three days left before we go full go, uh, first day of practice. So it's just kind of all those last pieces of everything kind of building up from the summer. Uh, I got parent meetings. We've got coaches meetings all day today. Um, you know, just those last few minute things that you're trying to do to get get everything. So come Wednesday, we can just start and get to work. Uh, so it's kind of all the small detail stuff that we're getting. Ready Semantics for. done. For yep. Business yep. starts on yep. Wednesday. Logistics, getting all the logistics ready to roll. So once we start Wednesday, you don't have to worry about any of it. Right on. It, it takes care of itself. Right on. Well, then you've also been busy because we talked earlier this last week, and then Friday you were at UPS, right? Yep. Yeah. How was that? It was fun. Uh, it, the luxury I have is uh, I live close to UPS. Uh, we have a player that's playing there. He's a freshman this year. Um, but I live two, three blocks away. Uh, my son is getting into football. Um, I know the coaching staff really well there, having gone to UPS. Um, and I just called him and just wanted to stick around, practice, walk around. And it's always fun this time of year to see the other energy of programs starting. Right. You know, high school guys, we don't get the chance because we're all starting the same day. Um, <clears throat> so it's been awesome to see, you know, like UW when they first started practicing and, and just to be on the field and sit there and walk around and talk um, and see coaches and, and seeing the excitement again from other programs. And, and, and my son, I mean, he's he's into football. and he, he Right, he's going to be that age yeah, where everything's so, cool. Yeah, and so we did, uh, we went over and watched for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, then it was awesome. It was fun catching up with coaches I've known for a long time. Right, it was because you're an alumni there. Yeah. Right, you play football there. Yeah. You coach football there. Yep. Right, so yep. like, how'd this all start? Because you're not from around here. No, Colorado. Right. Um, yeah, it's well, you know, I mean, I'm not the biggest of guys, if you know who right, I am. Right, wrestling looking <laughs> dude right there, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, coming out of school, football-wise, you know, the options were not like, you know, D1, uh, D2, but I knew I wanted to play. And your choice really coming out of Colorado is, so you can go play in the Midwest when you, like, go to, like, Hastings and all these other right. smaller schools. And, I mean, you know, a town of 400, 500, and then school. Um, and it's pretty flat and boring. And I'm from Colorado. Um, I came up here, we we're looking at uh, UPS and PLU and some of the schools, and, and I fell in love with the Puget Sound region, um, mainly because you have mountains, and right. we have mountains here, but there's water. Water's right next yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, so I'm used to mountains with no water, and I came out and I just loved it. I mean, and that was, you know, I, I am now officially probably more of a Washingtonian than I'm a Colorado. Right. Um, I think because I came out here in 93. So we're going on almost 30 years of, right. of, of being out here. Smokes. Um, yeah, so I ended up going to UPS. Um, yeah, and it was great. Um, great time. I got to, I mean, obviously, um, I, I got to play under uh, Gordy Elliott, which was awesome. And then um, he suckered me into coaching. And I say suckered. Um, <laughs> right. You know, you got done, and I didn't really know what to do with your life. You know, so many people, when you get out of college, you're like, okay, I'm finally done with education. Now, what do I really want to do? Right. And I was kind of just, you know, I was hanging around Tacoma still. And sure enough, I was in a teriyaki joint. And I walked in to pick up my teriyaki, and Gordy was sitting in the corner. He's like, hey, Sobal, come here. No so way. I was like, oh, hey, coach, what's going on? And he's like, <laughs> hey, you always talked about wanting to coach and teach. You know, 
I've got a position. Uh, we have a linebacker position um, that's open. This is like in July. So we're talking like almost a month right before their season right. started. And he's like, hey, why don't you come by and meet the D coordinator? At that time, it was uh, uh, Kenny Garland, um, who went on to be a big baseball coach. He was the baseball coach at UPS, but then he went down to Simon Fra- or not uh, Simon Frazier, St. Martin's. Oh, 10 4. Yeah. But he was the D coordinator. So he's hey, why don't you come in and meet the new D coordinator? And so I went in there and I met him. And next thing you know, I'm coaching football at UPS. <laughs> um, and so it was really, I mean, everything started with him. I mean, really coaching-wise. Right. So, and then I've never left. <laughs> I've been at Tacoma right. living ever since. Right. Oh, um, and then, so how, how many years were you coaching at UPS? Uh, it was about three and a half that we were there. Um, it was fun. I got the chance to, to run the camps. Right. The camp coordinator. <laughs> Coach Jeff told me a story about that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, in fact, that's where I met. Most of my connections came from running that camp. I mean, at that time, Gordy had got that camp up. You know, we had probably 16 to 18 teams in, uh, about 1,000 kids on campus. Man, a lot. Um, I mean, I got great relationships built between, like, Tony Davis. Right. Um, Tom Ingalls, Kentwood would always come. Um, Jeff and, and Lincoln and Dick Zakovich uh, would bring his groups in. And so I got to meet and really be that coordinator not having a, a a role as far as like day and day everything, right? Just to walk around and meet those guys and, and talk. To right, those you're not walking around with a, a practice plan. You're, no, you're, you know, yeah, you are the practice. Our coaches plan. were doing right. everything, and it just during camp is really me walking around and just you know getting to know those guys. Hey, what do you need? What do you want? And spending a lot of time talking to them, and so that kind of that kind of solidified as Gordy the years with Gordy, um, which did not end well um, uh, with him being released. And right, I want to get into that because Gordy is a longtime Auburn guy. Yes, right, very much. In fact, he went yeah because he took the Auburn job after he was uh, released from UPS. Oh, okay, but um, I knew after that, um, and, and Phil Willenbrock, who's now still associated with athletics in the state, um, I think he's the Highline AD. I can't remember. He's up north somewhere. Um, Phil's a great guy. I learned a ton from him. But it's kind of just weird, you know, continuing to coach at the school where I played under this coach. And coached with this coach, right. and then they fired him. Right, and I was kind of like, and, you're, and you were still there. Yeah, and I was there, and I and I, and I was I was kind of as the interim um, until they they had they hired the new guy. So I kind of was there. I'd already been kind of doing most of the recruiting stuff anyway, so I, I kept my recruiting. And so once Gordy was fired, and the coordinators were fired, um, I was kind <laughs> here's of our interim. third year guy. Yeah, yeah, as the interim guy, you know, I'm 20, right. 26 years old. And yeah. I'm like, I, okay, you know, I know how to run the camp. I know how to do all the recruiting. <laughs> Um, perfect. So I kind of held it all together um, until they hired Phil, I think, sometime in February. So it was about three months. And then Phil and I, then I took him, obviously, on the recruiting trail and, and started introducing to coaches everywhere. Right. Um, up and down I-5, especially. And then it was just kind of weird. I just, I felt like I, I couldn't feel myself still being there just because of, of what had happened. Right. But the relationships that I had gotten with, with those high school guys, I'm like, you know what? I think high school might be something that I'd like to do. Right. Um, and it was awesome. I, mean, I was getting, I was getting ready to get married. Um, right. Um, I met my my wife that uh, we've been married for um, seventeen years. Uh, I met her, and um, her dad was actually the D line coach at Puyallup High School with Jeff Gardner. So we're, I, as we go down this path of how I'm sitting right. at Bonnie Lake High School, right? <laughs> um, Jeff Gardner was the head coach at Puyallup at the time, and they knew I was leaving. Nobody else knew because Mike, my future father in law, right, he was knew I was there, leaving. You're leaving, and right. he told Gardner. And then I got to meet other guys like Kevin Berry, right. and Matt Ledbetter, right. Um, they basically cornered me and said, "Look, we'll make a position for you." And then I left UPS, and, and then really went. That August was camp. Like the end of uh, the end of July was camp. I rolled in. It took two weeks. Casey and I went to the East Coast. Came back. Started coaching high school football. Piala Pines. <laughs> and so we did that for two years with, with Gardner. Um, 
And again, and then after that, meet more people, more people. And then right. it goes back to Gordy. Uh, Gordy ran into Dave Miller at the Ram. I was going to say, how do you go from Puyallup <laughs> to Lakes, you know, uh, other than being a half hour down the road? And again, it, it has to do with Gordy. Right. Uh, Gordy was in the Ram because he lives up in South Hill Ram. Okay. And uh, yeah. Dave was there with the Eastern Washington coaches. And Dave happened to mention, Dave happened to mention to Gordy, hey, I'm looking for a new defensive coordinator because um, the Carter Ray had left. And, uh, and Gordy goes, well, you know, Jason's down at Puyallup. You might want to give him a shot. And so Gordy called me and said, hey, you need to give this guy Dave Miller a call. And I knew Dave from the passing leagues and things like right. that at UPS. So I gave Dave a call, met with Dave. And then next thing you know, I was the defensive coordinator down there for eight, nine years. Right. <laughs> a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and I wasn't, I wasn't a teacher. I was working in the real world. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you and I started like first year was the same year. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah, sure. I was working, uh, I was working logistics with uh, United Parcel Service. I went from one right, UPS, UPS to another UPS. Yeah. <laughs> Very confusing when you go back to UPS and you're like, oh, you're still at UPS? No, not that. No, no, UPS. no, no. Um, Resume. <laughs> but it was, I, and, I, and then I realized I needed to. I wanted to, to be a high school coach. Right. Um, I started coaching track. Um, I started coaching throws. I love coaching throws and track at Lakes. Um, and then I realized, okay, I want to do this full. Right. Full go. So I got my teaching, went back, uh, went to Western Governors University and got my teaching degree. And then uh, craziness is I get my first year teaching, you know, get it done. I'm always like, okay, you know, I want to get a couple years of coordinating and right. teaching so I get this teaching thing done. And, and sure enough, uh, the situation happened up in Bonnie Lake. There's an open position, and Jeff Gardner just happened to be a, uh, an assistant principal. I was going to say, Puyallup coach. Yeah. 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 And, and Matt and, and, and Ledbetter. Um, and I have been friends ever since. We started coaching. We still are. We live two blocks, three blocks away from each other now in, the, right. in Tacoma. Um, <laughs> and we're still really good friends. And he was the D coordinator at Bonnie Lane. And then so I got a phone call that said, hey, you know, you got your teaching degree. You still want to be a head coach? And at first I was like, okay, wait a minute. I just got this teaching thing. Right, huh, babe? And I'm like, <laughs> but I was still young and, you know, not quite, you know, fully there. So I was like, oh, yeah, you say, absolutely. no problem. Well, I can do this thing, right? <laughs> right. So, and then, yeah, so I interviewed for the job. It was fun. Um, got to interview with some great guys um, and then ended up getting the job at Bonnie Lake. And so it's been, that was 11 years ago. I, I was going to say, year. Yeah, yeah, been a while. Yeah, it has. You know, because I was thinking on the way over here, it was like, oh, you know, I left like three years ago. And I'm like, no, it's, it's been six. Yeah. You know, I, it's been a long time. And because when I had this conversation with Gundy last week, you know, the connection tree up this line, mm -hmm. the 410 line alone of coaches is insane, mm -hmm. you know. Is you called me, or yeah. you sent me a text yeah. or yeah. something, you yeah. know? It's like, like hey, yeah. Uh, because I was talking to, it was uh, uh, Dave mm -hmm. Stokey. Yeah. And Stokey was like, hey, there's this Van Hoof, you know, guy, and, you know, he'd be great. And I th then I reached out, I think, to you. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you got to come coach football. You'd be awesome. Right. I drive I past the school <laughs> twice a day. I know. So, and that was awesome. Yeah. Because that was, was that my second year? It was early on. I think it was my second year. Yeah. Maybe my first, it might have been my first year. No, it was my second year. It was the second year. It was my second year, yep, because yeah. I kind of had already had the staff um, that was there, and then I had that opening, and I wanted to bring somebody else right. in. Right, well, yeah, and I, and I wanted to talk about that staff, too. Yeah. I mean, you talk about Led being at Puyallup forever, D.C. Yeah. guy now here. You yeah. know, that's a, Puyallup, Puyallup's a school and has been for a while, you well, know, so when you got that on your resume, that's pretty legit. And, and then Barry comes, you yep. know, from the same spot. And then you have – Buckley's former head football coach, you know, as yep, an assistant yep. coach for you. Yep. And then you got Peck was Peck was a, I know it was a head baseball coach, but was he, he was head, head football coach, head football coach as well? And he was both head baseball and head football in Oregon. Right, and you know that's what I'm saying. Like your staff pedigree yeah. 
is, is deep as hell, man. It really is. You know, I came in like oh, you. You're the reason I coached football. And I was just gonna be a baseball only guy, you know. And now I've I've done more co- football stuff than yeah. I've ever thought about doing baseball stuff, you know. But I came in as a low guy watching these dudes, you know. And then I'm already 10, 11 years into this now, yeah, yeah. you know. And then like, and then now you just hire some new guys, like yeah. crazy stuff yeah, with with good a, pedigree. Yep, yeah, he's got a, a, a new D coordinator this year. He was awesome. He's been coaching again. Gordy connection. He coached with Gordy. He's uh, coached with Gordy's son-in-law, who I'm friends with, Chris Paulson. Um, so he's been coached with him, those guys, for a long time. Yeah. And so he's coming in and bringing, you know, 20, 30 years of coaching experience. Um, I've been lucky. I've been lucky to have a lot of great coaches. Um, and, it's fun, and, it's, and it's fun. And the coaching rule is hard, I think. And you know this as coaching. Um, I don't think people understand how much time and energy coaching takes. It's insane. Um, you know, I think, oh, well, yeah, you just show up to practice and you do it. And, 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 it's, it, and it's not necessarily that coaching piece, but – there's a lot of stuff that pulls on you coaching wise mm-hmm. and it's hard to find um the saying is you know it's always, it's easy to find guys that want to coach fridays right and everybody likes putting you know get on the lights um but i've been really lucky to have a lot of coaches that come up here and they understand that coaching is really what you do saturday through thursday right um and and, and then really coaching is also really what you do december through august because high school sports especially but football, where there's and there's more and more of that the youth stuff coming out there now in the in the leagues and the passing stuff. Right. But really, for football, um, the high school football is the only football, and and so right. as a football coach, you really are coaching 365 days a year. You're not maybe not coaching, but you got to be keeping your team together. You got to keep them in the weight room. You got to keep them bought in to the stuff and getting better, because there's not a lot of. You know, it's not like in baseball where you can go and, you know, we got baseball guys and they go play in their baseball teams. Yep. And and, and basketball goes play as basketball teams. Um, soccer guys the same way. Soccer guys are playing on soccer. Yeah. Yep. There's really nothing like that for football. So it's hard to find coaches, but I've been lucky to have guys that understand that. Right. Um, it's been awesome to see guys keep moving on from our program and continue to coach. Um, Stokey leaving and going out and and they pulled him back into coaching, you know. Right. Up at <laughs> right. Um <laughs> And in, 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 in Joe Ireland, um, who's this is going to be his first real year. He's the head coach now at Lewis and Clark in Spokane. Oh, right on. Yeah, so so it's fun to see that. In fact, I was talking to him on my way up here today. Um, it's fun to see those guys go on. Right. Um, the other down point with hiring all those old guys that are, have all the experience, you also get them at the end of it. <laughs> you know, they're like, okay, I've done it for 35 years. I, I need to, you know, stop. You know? But I've been blessed. Um, you know, I can name a lot of the coaches. Uh, you know, Terry Leeson was an incredible coach. Uh, he probably had more energy as a 74-year-old man than I've ever seen. And, and, and relate better to kids than anybody I've right. ever seen. Oh, and, um, and, and your father-in-law was out yep. there doing it for a long yep. time. Kurt was out there. Yep, you know, Kurt Brown. And, and Kevin wasn't no spring chicken either, <laughs> no. you know. No, those guys, I mean, those guys coached. I think when Kevin I, when Kevin retired um, and went back, I think he had 35 years of coaching. Holy smokes. You know, and like Terry Leafson, I mean, when he'd been coaching for like, I know this sounds crazy, but for like 50, he made it to 52 years. Right, because he's in his 70s. You know, yeah. he started when he was in his 20s. Um, and it, you know, yeah, it's just nuts. You know, I mean, I had my father-in-law coached forever yeah. um, in Tacoma. And then up Puyallup, and then and then he came up. Well, he actually went to Lakes with me for a little bit right. at Lakes, and then he came up here. Um, 
But it's fun to see younger guys like you and you know Joe that well, and you guys Bobby, are all out. Yeah, you know, Bobby. Well, and, Bobby's still here, but you know. And Bobby, I mean, I talk about a great story. You know, I mean, Bonnie Lake's not that old, right? But he's your classic. I mean, he 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 grew up, loved Bonnie Lake football. Was one of the first senior classes to graduate. Right. Went on and played at Linfield. Right. Was had success down. Yeah, at Linfield. and then he came back and and we got him. He got a math degree. Um, got him into teaching. Said, hey, do this WGU thing is great. I went through right. it. Right. Um, he got his teaching degree and he's been here. Almost every year, I think he wasn't the first two years, and then the third year, I think he's right. He was he was here my second year, yeah. so your third so year. Third he's year. been here since. And I mean, and he's my right. You know, Ledbetter was my right hand man for a long time. Bobby, he's in the building. Right, huge. Um, yep, and he is. He, I know he was laughing. We're just doing our parent thing, and I put up O line coach slash assistant head coach. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you are. He does all the stuff. You know. Then he's but getting done. That's a huge deal. A lot yeah. of people don't think about that because like how many because Peck's in building, right? Yep. So it's you, Peck, and Bobby. Is anybody else in um, building? Sam Oliver and so Sam we, Coach. So we got right? our head basketball coach. Yep. So he's in building too. Um, and then our D coordinator that I just hired, he's in building as well. Oh, huge. So you know, I'm looking at. I have five assistant coaches that are all in building. Right. Um, which is an amazing. That's ama- not a lot of teams no. have that ever. Well, and and I would you know I'll credit that Chris Turner. I mean, our principal is awesome. Um, he understands. I think what a lot of people miss in the teaching world, I think, too, is, oh, well, they're just coaches. Right. Well, coaching is a heck of a lot more teaching. And being able to adapt and being flexible, which you need to be in your classroom. And, and I would much rather have a successful teacher because I know they're going to be a good coach. They're going to be a good coach. Because they understand the teaching part. Right. And then to have them in building is awesome. Because not only do you have eyes everywhere. Right. <laughs> you have multiple places where kids can go. You know, not every time does the does a player want to come to the head coach maybe with something. Oh, 100%. But they can walk down the hall and go to the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, yep. the old line guy, the wide receiver coach. or James Anderson, another uh, one of the new coaches that came since you, he's our security guy here. So, I mean, he's in right. building. So it's, it's just it, like a family thing. Like, yeah. you're like hey, you're going to go talk to this person before you talk to this person. You right. know, you're going to talk to your <laughs> uncle before you talk to dad. Right. You know, but but that's what you need. Yeah. You know, and that's that's awesome. That's here because Mark, Mark doesn't have that. Yeah. I was the only guy in building with them, and then now that I'm not there. Yeah. And in know, very few schools, it's, I think, tough. do that. And I mean, it's, it's, it's good for you guys. You know, yeah. as, as a head football coach, that plate is huge. Yeah. And people don't know that either. Like a head football, <laughs> that plate, there's a lot all the time. Like you said, you you are the football in that kid's life, yeah. you know. And if football is their life, then a lot of people see you as you know that transition, you yeah. know. And that that doesn't go away. There is no off season for that. Yeah, and it is. And I think coaching in general, period. And I think football, because um, we do spend a lot of time with the kids, yeah. weight room and in, in, in summer workouts. Um, and I tell we have a parent meeting, and I and I always talk to our parents. I'm like. Or especially new parents coming into high school. I'm like, you know what? There's going to be probably times when I know more about the daily ins and outs of your kid's life because we spend so much time. Right. Which is awesome when you have that many coaches in the building because they also can see them right. during the day. So they know that those kids are struggling. They know what they can do to help them. Um, and as a school, I think it's a positive thing. I mean, huge. you figure if we have 100, 110 players out, um, and you look at your male population of the school, right? That's a big percentage, you know. And so now you have multiple people that more than just the classroom stuff, they have kind of a thumb kind of on these kids to help hold them accountable, right? And to help keep them and keep the positive vibe of the school going, right? Because there's more connection pieces to that. And so I think it's a huge thing, I think, for our school. And I think we've seen that is just as far as the culture of the school and a positiveness in the school with having so many coaches in building. 
Right. In a day-to-day well, basis. And, and, your, and your philosophy on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, your impact on it. I mean, the school's only 15 years old, and you've been yeah. here for 11. Yeah. You know, so, and like you just said, that's 110 kids each year. So, yeah. I mean, that's the same kid as a freshman, a sophomore, you know, all the way through. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a big part of the population that rolls through here and knows what to expect and has a yeah. standard set. Yeah. And your administration has to love that. You know what I mean? Because, like, hey, now I have six people in the building keeping this per- percent of the population. You yeah. know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's like, and, and it's and, not like that it's watching them or anything. Like, it's, it's no. just like you understand it. Yeah. You know it's going to be okay. Yeah, and it's been good. And I, and, and I always – and I'm a football coach that comes at it. Um, I understand one of the biggest things I always – and I try to teach all of our assistants is we are a small cog in a huge machine. Right. Um, just like the school is a, is a cog in, in the community. You know, football programs, it, it, the school does not exist because of the football program. Um, and so what I really try to teach our kids and our coaches and our parents is that, look, you, the stuff you're learning here, you need to spread and you need to keep it going. Um, we are part of a bigger picture. Right. You were part of something, even on a football team, you're part of something way bigger than you. I mean, you're part of one of 110 kids. But then you also teach them you're also part of one of 1,200, 1,300 kids in a right. school. You are a piece in this big machine and, and, and you need to do what you can to make that machine the best that it can be. And so I think my philosophy with football is, is putting and working with the administration and their cultural things that they want to do and interweaving that into what I see that I've, you know, grown up coaching right? and weave those together because it can help that culture of the school. Right. Oh, and, in, and completely your diversity background too is a big thing. You know what I mean? And just in the areas that you've been to, you, you kind of see it all. You know, in a special ed room in Lakewood is yeah. a hell of a lot different than a special ed room in Enumclaw, you know. But you were, you got the Colorado spot, then you got the Tacoma side, then you got the Puyallup side, then you got the Lakewood side. You know, you, yeah. you, your, your background it is diverse. You know, I don't yeah. like using that word because I think it's spread around like too much now. But it, it actually means something when it does mean something. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And it is. I mean, because you, you were privy to that as well. Right. I mean, that's, I mean that, you know, when we first met athletes right you know that was i mean they are different but at the core it's still the same issues right um it's just philosophies can work they're wrapped they're wrapped in a different package i mean that's really all it is right and so it's something just to understand that you know you can do all of this stuff in a lot of different places right Uh, the approach might be different um the values outside might be a little bit different but to get them to understand that you know you can all do this you can right. do it here. They can do it here. Because, um, again, I think it goes back to being a piece in a bigger machine. Right. I mean, you all have a role. You all have something to contribute, um, whether you're at Lakes or you're here or you're at Enumclaw. Um, and that doesn't stop. I mean, as we grow older and older, right. you're still part of a community. You're still part of, you know, if you're a part of a church or you're part of, you know, a, a, your employment and your work, whatever you go on, you're part of that machine. And you have the choice, you know, do I, am I going to make things better? Right. You know, or not. And that works wherever you're at. Exactly. Because, you know, everybody wants to become better. Everybody wants to make themselves at the core. Sometimes you just don't know how to do it. And I think that's our biggest job. Right. And that's the part of it as, yeah. as coaches and teachers. Yeah. And, and that's okay. why it's important to be that coach teach guy. You yeah. know, it, it's, I don't like it as much now. There's a, there's a lot of people that are like electricians being the coaches. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Head coaches. Yeah. Assistants and whatnot, I can see that. But if you don't have in-building people, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to me. If you have any head spot out of building, it just it doesn't make sense. And, and it's also, I think, harder. Again, when we talk about the culture of the school, 
if you're in it every day, right? You see it every day. Exactly. Um, Just like everything else, yeah. like it, it, the same thing as a cop. Yeah. You know, same thing as teachers. You know, same thing as coaches. Yeah. You know, like you got to be there because yeah. you, you hear the shade all the time. Yeah, but I, but then I say the other coach. Then those coaches that are coming from the outside are awesome because they bring a different perspective That's, into it. Right. You know, and, and, and when you got coaches that are not in the building as well and they come in and they're like, yeah, we're buying into this philosophy as well. Right, if it you weaves, know? absolutely. Yeah, it's not then like, oh, well, this is what I learned at school in the real world. Right. No, we have real world guys coming in and coaching too. And they believe in the same stuff. Right. You know, and so I, it's fun how, you, I think you have to have both of them. You know, like you can't yeah, have all these sense. teachers. Right. I think you need, I think it's good for those kids to grow up and see coaches coming from the outside world in. I dig that. Um, I, I think that. it's a good mix. I mean, everything I think you have to have a mix. Right. Well, and that brings me to my next point, too. You were talking about multi-sport athlete people, you know, yeah. all about it, right? Yes. You have to be, especially yes. with schools where, where we're at, with the numbers that they are. We need, right. our, we need our kids to play. Right. You know, oh, and, yeah. then, and then having coaches on multiple staffs yeah. is huge. I mean, you have the head, base, or the head basketball coach yeah. as an assistant football coach. Yeah. One, of our, uh, one of our newer coaches is an assistant baseball coach here. Right. Um, I mean, I coach track. I stepped away a little bit. Um, from track, man, because my son's in that age where he's getting busier. Doing and, stuff. Yeah, and I want to be able to spend time to see him do his thing. But, you know, I was a track coach for a long time. Um, I'm still pretty well connected with our track coach. Right. Like, we still talk, and we talk every day. He's a PE teacher in the building. Um, but I think um, uh, just kind of thinking about that whole thing is where the multi-sport going down that road, where the multi-sport thing plays the best in. Not just the coaches part, but I think for the kids. Yeah. Um, I know you and I growing up, I mean, as well, I mean, you played a lot of sports Did all the time. Right. Um, and I think what happens is, is especially for football kids, and I and I really love our football kids going out and playing like a tra- running track or doing wrestling. Um, because let's face it, you know this, it's easy to hide on a football field. 100%. It's That's easy right. when a play goes bad to be like, well, you know, it wasn't really my fault. That's right. You know, and you're like, no, it doesn't matter. It's harder to do that in wrestling or track. Right. You know, I mean, right. either, either you out through the kid or the kid out through you. Yeah, you read the kid. It, it's you. you. Yeah. And so I think that is an incredible thing that those kids get out of those other sports, and it makes them a better teammate because Absolutely. they realize that um, it pushes them. You know, our biggest thing. I'm going to say it probably a hundred times a night. The kids, I think, our job, especially this year in multi sports, is what does it is getting kids comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Like a good friend of my niece, she plays volleyball at Spanway and. She's going to play beach volleyball in the spring. And I told her, I was like, why? I go, you love volleyball. Yeah, I love volleyball. You play club volleyball. Yeah, I play club volleyball. You want to play volleyball in college? Yeah, I want to play volleyball. I said, then you need to run track. And she was like, I don't want to run track. I said, no, you need to run track. Right. Because what track's going to do, volleyball is going to get hard. You're going to go to college, and it's not going to be right. the same. You're the and best you're, one like everybody else was. You're going to struggle, and there's going to be times, and you need to get better at doing something you're not good at and still finding success. Right. And she did track and she ended up loving it. Right. You know, I'm like, just loves it. But I'm like, that's the reason. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to go and do something you're not comfortable doing. Right. Because it's going to make you better at what you want to do. You got to be able to, you, you yeah. can't be afraid of failure. Yeah. It's just part no. of it. You got to want it. You gotta, I, I had that conversation with Benning, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, when we're getting, we're warming up for our unified basketball game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was right after he signed and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, all right, man, so here's the deal. You're gonna go there, and you're not gonna be the dog anymore. <laughs> no, like there are guys that are way better than you yeah. day one. Yeah. Like, so you got to be ready for that. Like yeah. ten days before this, you need to be ready for that now. Yeah, you know that's the thing. But like, like you said, he was never the worst or the fifth best baseball player because he didn't do it. Yeah, you know he was always right. the best football player. Right. 
You know, like right. that that's a thing that people and, and it's a struggle. It, it, it's, it's hard for us. Yeah. Right. You know, as, as if you're 30 years old, if you haven't been put in a situation where you're you're not comfortable, where you're going to struggle, where the yeah. pressure's on, even those people crumble. Yeah. And we're, we're, we see it when they're 15 to 18 years old. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's cool stuff because you can see it yeah. and you can plan for it. And you can prep for it. And it, with every year you learn more. Yeah. You know, you're doing stuff different now than you did 10 years ago. Right. Oh, yeah. It's all about you know looking at what you got and adapting, right? And, and, and getting over well, why didn't that work? Or you know maybe that did work, but it does not work now. So how can we tweak it and change it? Right. And you do that more as a kid when you're going through different things and you have different scenarios, different sports, different things that forces you to do things and adapt. Right. Because like you said, you might be the best football player, you might not be the best you know soccer player. Right. Or maybe you know, but those are going. You're going to be better in both of those. If you go and do, do them. them both, yeah, and I, and I, the multi-sport thing is huge for us. Um, I try to recognize as many uh, multi-sport athletes as I can. We have a huge chunk at our school that is multi-sport. Yeah, um, whether it's basketball and wrestling, um, track or baseball or soccer. Um, and again, I mean, because the other thing is, they need to hear somebody other than me talk to them. Hundred <laughs> percent. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, they eventually they'll get tired of hearing Silval talk to them. Yeah, they know I love them. They know I care, but again, it's like your dad, you know, your mom. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I can say the same thing to a kid that the mom is saying or the dad is saying, and then he'll be like, oh, yeah, coach, I got it. Yeah. And then the parents like, well, you know, what's going on? Come on, dude. I'm like, yeah, well, they hear you say that all the time. Right. They expect you to say that. Right. And so when you do other sports, they hear somebody else saying that. Right. They hear somebody else saying, no, you need to be better at this, or you need to improve in this, and you're good at here. Right. I think it's great to have those other voices. Yeah. Well, and, and with the staff that you guys have here, yeah. I mean, Oli, right? Yeah. Sam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Kate on the other side, you know, oh, yeah. and Kim, you know, yeah. like these. They're great. They're I mean, great. Andy Foster is an incredible track coach. Yeah. He, like, and he's been here for a long time. He's too. been, he's been here since they opened. Day one. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and, and to hear those voices and, and to hear those different people, um, and they are, I love our coaching staff in this building, not football, but just coaching. Right. Um, and I think. A lot of it does come from, I think, some of that, the district stuff. Um, Tim Thompson put in a lot of stuff and, and, and really made certain things priorities. Yeah. And I think that has helped build a better culture um, in our district as far as athletics goes. Yeah. And, and it is. And it, it really is. It's a, it's a kid approach. It's not as much as a football approach. It is. Right. We're going to be better football because we're going to be better people. And we're going to be better people by working hard and failing and moving forward. Right. Man, Skipper, perfect, man. Exactly what we were looking cool. for today. We didn't even talk cool. any X's and O's, man. How about that? I know, you know, everybody can talk X's and O's. Right? Awesome. <laughs> right on, Skipper. Appreciate it, man. Thank cool. you very much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, Brady.